welcome back to another episode of Hey Alexa. Today I have Roger Williams, who is the podcast host of Crossing It Off the Podcast. Um, we're going to talk about his journey into podcasting and how he became to start making a bucket list and crossing it all off. Hey, Roger, how are you? Hey, Alexa, I'm great. Thank you so much for asking me to be here. I'm excited. Thank you for coming on. Um, I am a big bucket list fan. Half the time I don't end up doing a lot of it. Or sometimes I do things I didn't realize should be on my bucket list, so I end up doing it, <laughs> but just not on purpose. Right. Um, and so I just like really love your story, and I want my listeners to be able to hear it. So how did you come to starting your podcast and crossing your list off? Yeah, I think, you know, like so many people during the years of 2020 and 2021, um, we're forced into situations where they have lots of time to reflect about yeah. life and lots of different things. And I was no different, <clears throat> except that I've been in the same career for 30 years doing youth work and, and teaching and um, had a long historic career in that. And, uh, and it was in pandemic for about a year. And in December of 2020, I had a heart attack. And that really got me thinking about um, not just who I am, but also where I find my self-worth. Mm -hmm. And what I, what I really saw was that, you know, when you meet new people and you, you introduce yourself and, you, and they ask you questions, how many times out of 10 is it normally about your job, right? That, yeah. that we, we find this self-worth of who we are in what we do and how we sell our labor. Yeah. And for me, that just wasn't sitting well. I didn't want, I didn't want to just be known as this, this really nice, funny, goofy youth worker or um, the teacher that was kind. And, you know, those are all great things, but I wanted to be known more for that in my life. Not some grandiose, I want to be famous type thing, but I just, I wanted to be known for what I, what I did with my extra 75 hours. And what I mean by that yeah. is, you know, we, we all have 165 hours in a week. We usually sell 40 or 50 of them uh, to someone as labor and <laughs> receive money and payment for that. And if you're lucky, you get 40, 45 hours of sleep. And when you take 85 minus 165, I didn't want to be known just for the 40 hours that I worked every week. I had these other 70, 80 hours that I have to live my life. And I'm a parent and those things are great. And I did my best raising my children, but now what am I known for? You know, after my job and my, my kids, what do I have to show for myself? And I had always kind of had a bucket list in my head, um, but I'd never really like written it down. And so yeah. I beca it became more of an intentional thing for me. And the, the, actually the first thing I did was I went to all my social media accounts and changed my current job position to be the head crosser offer on my bucket list. Um, I wanted to make it sound official that, that this was yeah. <laughs> like an actual job that you could do. Um, and really, you know, it, we talk about, or corporations talk about, oh, we want you to have work-life balance. Well, I think that's not true. They really don't want you to have work-life no. balance. What we really need is work-life boundaries, right? We need to be yeah. able to say, I've sold you my 40. I've given you my 40. Now I'm done. I get to walk away. I don't, I don't sit and agonize and think about it and have anxiety and do extra work and worry the night before did I, about a meeting that I have or a presentation I need to give. And, and that's really where I found myself saying, I, I just want to be known for what I, what I do with my time and who I mm -hmm. spend it with. 
So I created a bucket list. And the first item on it was basically doing the Camino de Santiago, which if you're not familiar with it, it's a 790 kilometer walk across Northern Spain. Um, and it had, been, it had been in my head for about 11 years. And I decided, okay, I'm wow. doing that one. <laughs> That's the one I'm going to start with. And so I bought plane tickets in the middle of a pandemic, not knowing if I was going to be able to have access to Spain or not, whether <laughs> there be rooms and beds to sleep in or restaurants to open to serve. I just decided that I'm going to do this, whatever, whatever it takes, whatever documentation they need, whatever yeah. form I need to fill out, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. And so I took the vacation, um, a, only about half of the vacation that I had not used yet uh, at my job because Americans are notorious about not taking their vacation when they earn it. Yeah. And so I had plenty of vacation. Um, my job allowed me that we didn't have a lot going on in August. So being summertime and working with students, August usually seemed to be a pretty slow time. Yeah. So I, I asked my employer if it was okay. And they said, yes. And so I took 35 days and walked across Northern Spain. Um, took a couple of cabs because <laughs> of some tendonitis too, but, but just took this journey. <laughs> and um, when I got back three days after I got back, one of my direct reports came to me and called me on the phone on a Sunday <laughs> talking about work-life boundaries um, and said, uh, I'm quitting this week. I want you to know that I'm quitting this yeah. week. I was like, Oh, okay. And it, like most people in this great resignation, it wasn't, you know, for any, you know, spectacular new job. It wasn't to pursue a brand new career. It's like, she just wanted to take time for herself yeah. and slow down, uh, pursue some things that made her happy and work on her own terms. And I fully supported that. And about two weeks later, after watching her do that and working stuff out my own head, and really a conversation with another employee that was also a friend um, where I had made a reel, an Instagram reel for, for my mm -hmm. account um, while I was on the trip. And it was basically just a slideshow yeah. of images of all the people that I had met, um, me and selfies that I had taken with them. And when she got done looking at it, she said, I've never seen you that happy. Aww. In five years, and I consider myself a pretty, you know, happy guy. And you're know, sure yeah. I'm frustrated and things, but in five years, she'd never seen me that happy. And although I was glad that I had that experience, I also was sad because I don't want anybody to meet Roger, not in that state. I right. don't want anyone to ever meet me and not, not be like, oh, wow, this is, you know, happy person. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's when I decided that I was going to take uh, an adult gap year and take a year off working and raid the retirement fund and uh, do only things that I enjoy doing. Yeah, so, you should though. Like you've put in your years, you put in your time, you should get to enjoy some of it. Yeah, and, and um, th this is so, it's such a true thing, but at the same time, it's like, I, I also don't want, don't want people to wait till they're 52 and have had a heart attack to finally come to terms with that. It's so like I said, yeah. I had like, I think it was like some 48 days worth of vacation <laughs> when I <laughs> took that trip. And I just didn't take vacation because I felt guilty because I didn't want to not be doing my job or there was, right. need, there was always need. So I always felt like I had to be at work. And really that's what's killing us um, emotionally 
and physically sometimes too, that we just, we don't take what we deserve. We yeah. earn that vacation every year. Why not take it? Why save it up for a rainy day or to take the money at the end or whatever it may be? You know, we should, I should have been using that, that time. And while I was, while I was earning it instead of waiting yeah. for someone. So, so yeah, I, I am on a one year gap year, which is basically just me saying I'm only gonna do things that I enjoy doing. And part of that experience for me has been trying to develop this podcast to, to help other people uh, see that um, living life in those 70 or 80 hours and that being who you are is, is a good thing and that they can do it. You know, whatever it is they wanna achieve, they can do it. I think that's so awesome. And I think you are like completely right is that we don't take what we deserve enough. And I think people are starting to see that now from COVID. Oh yeah. I think that's changed a lot of people and a lot of, I think that's why businesses and companies are having trouble finding people because people are wanting to maybe do a business for themselves and, or things that they love or that they don't need necessarily. Or maybe or someone even, wants to do DoorDash, let's say driving, and then gets to do everything else on their own time. Sure, sure. Oh, I have a friend that <clears throat> that I met on the Camino that he's kind of re-entered and he's kind of struggling with some of the same things. It's like, what do I do? What kind of job? And he's a little, he's a lot younger than I am. But you know, I said, why don't you why don't you substitute teach? I said they make pretty decent money, like $175, $200 a day. And you get to pick and choose when you work. Yeah, I would. You know, it's not being a teacher, but it it is providing for the lifestyle that maybe you want to do. I think it's a lot easier now, especially with the gig economy uh, and the internet, to be able to say, okay, these are things I like doing. I'm going to do them. But I also, ultimately, it's not about money. Or you know, if you know, I'm out here trying to write a book and and I have this podcast and those things become successful, great. Um, But it's but it's more about where do I find my self worth. Right. At yeah. the end of the day, uh, how do I feel about myself and who people see me as? And I think a lot of times, especially in jobs like teaching or uh, healthcare or those kind of jobs, you can get guilted into like, oh, this must be the most best job and it must be so rewarding. And I'm like, well, yeah, it might be, but it's also really, really freaking hard to be mm-hmm. a teacher. It's really, really yeah. super hard to be a nurse. It's really super hard to be a doctor or a paramedic, especially in the midst of a pandemic. Right. And so if you're not getting, if, if it's hard for you to find yourself worth in that, where else can you find it? And you shouldn't feel guilty about trying to find it someplace out of that. You shouldn't allow whatever it is that you do. My dad was a salesman for, for many, many years. And he was a great salesman. He was a fantastic salesman um, because he cared for people. And, but he's so much more than a salesman, right? He he's yeah. definitely, he's a great friend. He was a good husband. He, you know, he was a halfway decent poker player. He, you know, <laughs> there are lots of other things that can find my, that can define my dad besides being a salesman. Right. And, and I just want people to know me for those things instead of how I sell my labor. Yeah. And it's like, I had a friend that um, was in did speech pathology with kids. And at one point she was just, and she's pretty young, but she just got burnt out. It's, it's hard. So she ended up just completely changing directions and is doing a new job that, and she's liking it so far, but 
And it, even though she went to school for all this, it doesn't right. matter though. Sometimes it's just, or you just need a break or sometimes you need to do something else to see if that really is for you. Yeah. And I think a lot of it just has to do with employees standing up, the laborers standing yeah. up to, to the corporations and saying, I, I, you don't own me, right? I mean, that's what mm-hmm. I felt like. I felt like I was owned by the school, by the university. I felt like they got to dictate when I could think and when I couldn't think because yeah. I had so many responsibilities and, you know, I was constantly thinking about my job and worrying about kids, you know, working with teenagers, they think they, they, they have very few boundaries. And so I would get calls at midnight or texts at 2 a.m. and people expecting me to answer them. And it's Right. Like, and like, when am I off? I'm off the clock. You're not paying me to answer all this stuff. Right. You don't own me. You, you, I sold you the 40, right. <laughs> sold you the 45 beyond that. If it takes more to do it than that, then hire another person. Right. Or, right. or pay me more, or <laughs> there's, there's lots of things that corporations could do, but they, you know, they, decide they just don't, they don't. And it's, it's sad because I think a lot of people have been leaving jobs. They enjoy. I left a job that I enjoy because I just wasn't finding enough self-worth in what I was doing and, and had very, very bad boundaries that needed to be set. And yeah. I'm a much happier person now because of it. And I think it's almost a good thing. Like not that the pandemic was a good thing, but people really got to learn about themselves and what makes yes. them happy and learn that they are more, they are worth more than their job or their, yeah. their skills. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's a, I, I think that, that, I mean, that's what happened to me. I mean, don't wish anybody to have a heart attack, but it's like, I, I don't think you needed to in the past two years to, to have a heart attack, to be able to, right. to have, like you said, you know, I think everybody was dealing with a lot of stuff, but one of the things they were dealing with is what am I doing? What, yeah. what how, how am I getting, how am I handling this? Am, am I doing what I want to do? And it did make a lot, a lot of people think about, um, potentially making other choices with their life and figuring out what their value is, not yeah. just as a human, but as, even as a laborer and how I saw my labor. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, can you give my listeners tips maybe on if they want to start a bucket list, like what should they do or how they should do it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the bucket list is really weird because it, it's your bucket list. And um, I, I do not intend to tell anyone what to put on it or, or how to make <laughs> it um, because I don't want anybody judging my bucket list. I recently crossed off getting knuckle tattoos off my bucket list, which is <laughs> not for everybody. I understand that. But I think, uh, you know, there, there's two things. I think one, you just need to write it down. And the best place of starting it, writing stuff down is what are you already into? What do you already enjoy? What kind of TV do you watch? What kind of sports are you into? Um, what are some of the things you've always said, I'd like to do that, right? And, and that you don't just have to have one list. There could be lots of different lists. You could have a list that's just recipes you want to learn. You could have a list that's just concerts you want to go see. Um, You can make a list for just about anything, but definitely start with the things that you enjoy and you love. For me, that's kind of travel and community, right? The community Mm -hmm. is super important to me. And so most of the, the travel items I have on my list are things that are communal, like the Camino de Santiago, where every day you're kind of walking with the same people and having dinner, staying in the same youth hostel. And, you know, you know, it forces you to have community. Burning Man's on my list. Uh, that kind of forces you to have community for eight yeah. days. <laughs> um, Tomorrowland, uh, you know, 
punk rock bowling in Vegas. I mean, they're all kind of very communal things uh-huh. that that I can incorporate into into traveling. So, um, yeah, I think it's just you deciding what are, what are the kind of things you want to do. I, I have a friend that's uh, super into pro wrestling, and so all his items are just about pro wrestling. He wants to go see a lucha libre match in Mexico City, and he wants to be ringside at. at uh, WrestleMania. Um, I cool. know <laughs> I, have a, I have another friend that's golfs all the time. I can't stand golf. There's no way you can get me on a golf course. But I he like loves putt putt, and I don't like the actual <laughs> like golf. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Um, <laughs> and you know, for him, he wants to go to all 50 states and play uh, around the golf at one of the better golf courses in each 50 states. Fantastic. That's completely doable. And I think that's. That's the second thing that I think is super important is that they are obtainable, right? It, yeah. it, sometimes we think of a bucket list as the dreams that I have and dreams are a great place to start, but I think that you need to make a list that's actionable. And the example that I give and everybody gives me pushback is that I have dreamt of saying live from New York at Saturday Night Live during the cold open skit for the past 35, 40 years. I love the show. I'm not one of those people that says it sucks this year. It sucks the next year. I think it sucks half the time for each show and half the time for each show. It's great. Yeah. Um, but, but it's, but that's something that I just like, I dream of that. Like literally mm-hmm. like yeah. saying those words, that's an, I, there's the chance of that happening are so minute that it's, it's something that I don't think I would put on my bucket list. Right. And people like, you could do like a dream bucket list. (laughs) You could. Yeah. You could have the dream list out there. Not that you'll ever Um, really probably cross it out, unfortunately, but at least it's together and written. And maybe you never know. Manifesting it could make it work. I I hear you. Uh, (laughs) It's like me saying I can play in the NFL. There's no way I could play in the NFL today. Yeah. I'll never be able to throw a football. Even somebody like The Rock, you know, has said, you know, at a certain point, I had to give up on that dream yeah it was no longer attainable and, but he's managed to to uh, parlay his his health and uh, acting ability into owning his own football league so i mean it's like there you go. Mean, the dreams can turn into different dreams i think and that are more actionable so and if he so, owns a team maybe he can just at least do one kick or something <laughs> and then he said i played football <laughs> <laughs> he played professional football. Um, one of my one of my things on my bucket list, though, is to be an extra in a Star Wars movie or TV show. Oh. Um, now, I think that it would take a lot of work <laughs> and networking <laughs> to make that happen, but I do think that if I if I put in the time and effort, I could probably make that happen. I live on the West Coast; I can get to LA pretty quickly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, think, I think there's a possibility like I can make that happen. And, and I don't, my face doesn't have to be on the screen. You can put me in a, a stormtrooper helmet. That would be totally fine with me. <laughs> I, would, I do not care. Just as long as I can say I've been on a set and been there while they're filming, that would be, that would be something that I can cross off my bucket list. I would be super happy. Um, and one day I might like put it, start looking at that one and saying, okay, I've got the energy to do that. I'm excited about it. I'm going to go make that happen yes. uh, because I does it because I can. And so it's really just making them actionable, I think is uh, for me, at least is, is a, is an assurance that I'm, if I start trying, if I take that first step, yeah, um, like buying a plane ticket to go to Spain in the middle of a pandemic, but if I take that first step, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, that I know I can complete it. I know it's something I could do. And, and for me, that actually helps me make the first step. A lot of times, 
you can get stuck because it's just like, oh, that'll never happen. Uh, I, I can never, you know, I don't know how to make that happen. And I think that a lot of times is because those might not be necessarily really good goals if you can't actuate them. Right. Doing, doing the Camino Santiago, I can buy a plane ticket. I can start reading things on the internet. I right, can, you make I it actionable. You just start yeah. to take one and you make it as a goal and you write down how you can do it and the steps. And then you take each step and see how it goes. Exactly. And some people, some people might need small lists, right? Like the, the example of the uh, learning new recipes, right? They could say, right. I've always learned how to cook Italian food. So you go out and find five Italian food recipes and you make a list and you, you start with one and go to the grocery store and buy the ingredients and try, right? And at least and then yeah. showing that you can do it, you cross it off. And now look, right. you've done one thing. Now yeah. it'll make you want to do it more. And some people just need to do what I did and just pick a big, hairy, audacious goal and jump in and go after it, right? right. It just it really just depends on who you are. But the bottom line is you got to write it down. Yep. That's the first step. Everyone, listen, take your first step and write it down. Most definitely. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing with us your journey and how yeah. you created this podcast and this awesome life um i'm gonna play a quick game before we end sure and i'm gonna ask you five questions uh rapid fire um the first oh. one is drink of choice pineapple juice is that what you're drinking now yes <laughs> <laughs> i had um, a really bad i really had a really bad coke habit um the coca-cola kind for a very long time i would wake up in the morning and drink two cans of coke and so i've since uh stopped doing that lost a ton of weight and uh so pineapple juice is the sweetness of choice that's awesome um the next one is favorite movie or tv show or both okay uh that's easy uh the west wing for tv show and the corresponding uh aaron sorkin film the american president I thought you were about to say Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I do like Star Wars, but my favorite film <laughs> yeah, is, is The American President with uh, Michael Douglas and Annette Bening. Very cool. Um, advice you'd give to your younger self? <sighs> Don't spend money on stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, in my old age, I'm becoming much more of a minimalist and, and uh, don't require to have so much stuff. So I know I'm like learning it and I'm like, I'm 27, but I'm still kind of learning. Like there's a lot less I need. Oh, yeah. I actually like more enjoy now, like for birthdays and stuff, like doing something like a, me- like we'll exactly. have a memory, like going to a concert or on a trip instead of like the stuff. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, what is five words to describe yourself? adventurous um friendly outgoing um thoughtful and uh fun i like it and the last one is what does success mean to you being happy (laughs) that's perfect quick and easy (laughs) well not always easy but hopefully (laughs) Um, where can we find you? 
Yeah, you can find the podcast on every uh, streaming service that's out there. You can also find it on YouTube and uh, now on Facebook mobile, uh, which I'm really excited for. You can look for the Crossing It Off podcast and the show. Essentially, um, I have one guest on each uh, episode where they share an experience they had of crossing an individual item off of their bucket list. Um, and if you want to follow my adventures of crossing things off my list, you can go to Instagram at crosser.offer. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. And this was another episode of Hey Alexa, and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.